How Your Lying Is Affecting Your Marriage, Episode 82. Welcome to the Awaken You podcast, where we break down relationship barriers by awakening your true you. I'm Coach Christine, and the two of us will be doing this work together because this process isn't about changing your partner. It's about discovering who you are so you can awaken you in your marriage. Welcome, Awaken You listeners. Let me just tell you, this is recording two of this episode. I don't know what is happening to the computers, the recordings, but things have been magically disappearing, audio dropping out, all the things, and I don't know what it all means, but what I'm going to make it mean is that this is going to be an even more powerful recording of the message I have for you this week. So welcome to a brand new month. It is September and it is beautiful here in Minnesota. Let's talk about upgrading your intimate relationship. With this new month, that means two new things, right? A new relationship goal to work on and a new marriage masterclass. Let's start with this month's relationship goal. You can pick any relationship. Remember that, even the one with yourself. What is it you want to work on and what are you going to do to take those steps forward? Remember, I have been doing this. So this is only month two. But in the beginning of the month, I am encouraging you to decide what you want to work on in your relationship. I am going to check in with you every week. I'm going to ask you a few questions so that you can check in with your progress. And I am going to help you make progress with what it is you want to do in your marriage. Deal? Deal. Now, when it comes to picking a goal, you can use any of the episodes here in Awaken You. Every one of them has some sort of action steps that you can take, be it small or big. We don't need to make huge, huge goals because we know what happens when we make our goals too big. We give up on them, right? Because we haven't broken them down into tiny little achievable steps. So you can use any of these episodes. I always share something you can take and implement, or you can go to my website and download, if you haven't done so already, you can download the Abundant Love mini course. This course is going to help you rewire your brain's current default way of thinking, your way of thinking about your marriage, and it is going to help you start thinking differently and catch yourself when you're back into old defeating thoughts. In that course, you develop your new love list. It is a lot of fun. And the other thing you can do is go to my past marriage masterclasses. I have done one every month this year, including one in December last year. 
Every month has been a different topic and every month I share three simple action steps that you can take that month. So if you haven't done one of those months or even if you have done one of those months, do it again. All of this work is stuff that you can keep doing. So I want you to set your goal this week. Even better, set it today. Write it down so you don't forget what it is. Put it in one to two or three different places on your work desk, in your bathroom, in your purse, on the refrigerator if you feel bold to do that. Write down one to three things that you're going to do on a daily basis to start moving forward. And remember that you can always book a 30-minute free coaching session to figure out what you want to set as your goal or to work through any obstacles that come up as you do this work of improving how you feel about your marriage. And then, of course, the second thing is that Marriage Masterclass. I am super excited about this month's class. This month, we are going to talk about stepping out of reactivity into love. And wait, listen all the way through this episode. And at the end, I am going to share with you all of the things that I am going to help you understand and all the ways that the class is going to help you. All right. This week's topic has been 100% top of mind because it is the real work I have been doing this past week in my own marriage. Now, remember, In marriage, just like any other area of our life that we want to keep growing and keep getting better at, we have daily work to do. So I am right alongside all of you in the trenches doing the work of expanding and growing this beautiful dynamic that we call marriage and intimate relationship. If you follow me on Instagram or my Facebook business page, which of course you should be, you might have seen the video series I posted where I share real life marriage circumstance that I was working through last week. And of course, I share some of these examples in my own life, not to broadcast behind the scenes of my marriage, but to share real life examples of the work I teach here. Today, I'm going to talk about a different type of lying that you might not so much recognized as lying because a lot of times I'll ask people, you know, do you lie in your marriage? And they're like, heck no, I tell the truth. But I'm going to share some ways that we actually do lie. Maybe you don't. And if you don't, after listening, awesome. You are awesome. And there are what many of us might call those blatant lies, right? To cover up something that we're ashamed of or don't want to face the consequences of should we tell the truth. This could be, you know, something like an affair or sharing that we had a intimate launch with someone besides our partner. Of course, we wouldn't say it was intimate, right? Because that would be lying. Um, Or maybe an emotional affair that we're having and not sharing that. Or even It can be something as simple as like where you went between work and home that made you late, even if it was to go shopping for something you've just wanted to do. You wanted to go shopping, right? So then, and then it is really like, why are we lying about those things? But that's not what I want to get into today. 
What I want to get into today are those not so obvious lies that we tell. Lies that happen more subconsciously than we're even aware of, more automatic. The example I'm going to share is um, the example I shared in my post series was around my husband, the circumstance being, he asked in a text message if I minded if he worked the one weekend evening he had off. Just reading that message stirred up all sorts of emotions coming from a Pandora's box of thoughts. I mean, I I didn't even write the thoughts all down, but something to the effect of how rude. You know, he has no respect for our time together. He prefers working over time with me. He's asking so he can blame me if something goes awry. You know, well, you said I could work. He can't express his desires for fear of what I'll think. These are all things that were probably swirling around in my head when I got that message. And the list goes on and on. That's not, it's not limited to these, right? I want you to pay attention to this example that I'm sharing and know if and when something similar might happen to you. It may not be about spending time together. What is your flavor? Because we have patterns. We have things that our partner does that, flips our switch, triggers us. And trust me, it has happened to you more than once or twice. So start paying attention. Maybe you know what that is for you. Maybe it's similar to mine. My reactive response normally would have been a sure. Quotation, sure. Loaded, of course, with insinuation because I know what's going on inside of me. I would have been annoyed for a while, maybe stewed over it for a bit, maybe taken it out on him, you know, a little bit, ignored him, maybe didn't give him as much love as I normally would. But of course, for me, over time, with much practice, because I have, I've been practicing mind management for quite a while, I would see the pain that this sort of reaction was having on me. And I would have done the work of turning it around, turning it around to something enjoyable, like he's such a good provider, or he thinks this is taking care of us. And that is so sweet of him. Then I would have felt more abundant or, you know, it could be even, you know, I have another night to myself to do whatever I want to do. Instead, what I did is I decided to be truthful. I shared that I was truly looking forward to having an evening with him this weekend, right? And that I didn't, I didn't say this, but I didn't have any specific plans. I just knew I wanted to have that night with him, whatever it is we may have done. Maybe I would have planned something. Maybe we would just be hanging out. Maybe we'd be working in the yard, running errands. I don't know. I also stated that um, I would be disappointed if he chose to work, initially disappointed. But then I also reminded him that I was just being honest, that I was not trying to control him. I was not telling him that he had to stay home and not work, that I would be fine either way. But that initially I was disappointed. And you know what? This felt amazing. 
Because what happens when we lie is we don't want people to see who we are at our core. We aren't letting them in to see us, to know us. So in this example, instead of saying, sure, whatever, it took courage to open up and to be vulnerable about the truth that I was looking forward to some time with him. It opened me up to being possibly rejected and for him to actually see into me. And this is where growth comes in because as we grow, we learn that other people can't reject us, right? I can open up to that. And yes, he could totally say, you know what? I'm going to work and maybe I would be sad for a bit. And in the past, old me would have been sour about that for quite a long time, considering it to be rejection, that he was rejecting me. But as I grow more and more in love with who I am, I know that other people's reactions are not about me. It's more about what is going on for them. I learn how to let other people's reactions to me go. It's not a big deal. And that lie would have been about me putting myself also a little bit one up on him in in this situation for me, trying to show him that I'm the better person by letting him do what he wants and that I value our relationship more than he does and that his time away meant nothing to me because I'm a strong, independent woman, right? So it kind of hides my truth with some masculinity, some strength. I would have stored these emotions inside my body, these negative thoughts, as more evidence when something else came along that could have broken the camel's back, as they say, right? I would have stored these toxic emotional wastes inside of my body, and it would have felt yucky. But instead, what happens when we tell the truth is that there's a little bit of tension with telling the truth because we don't really know what's going to happen. We don't know how they're going to react. But when we have our own backs, it's okay. When we create our own safety net for ourselves, we know we have a safe place to land. We know that we're going to be here backing ourselves up right. So keep following my Instagram and Facebook to see the follow-up that will happen after Jeff and I discuss this interaction this weekend. And of course, as I say that, I'm recording this before the weekend and you're going to hear it after the weekend. So it will already have been on my socials. I am imagining, and this is total imagination, that there might be some tension on Jeff's side. But I can't tell you what that might be because I do not know. I can't get in his head and experience but it's possible he could be annoyed that I made him feel guilty for wanting to work. And again, we know that other people can't make us feel guilty. It's what we do. It's what we create from our own thinking. 
he might feel resentful by thinking I'm trying to control him and his actions. Who knows? Or he might be like, no, you know what? She's right. I'm so glad she said that. I'm not going to work. We're going to spend some time together. But on my side, this is the pure gold, the pure magic. There was like this cleansing. I let go of any anger, resentment, blame, and dismissiveness. And I spoke about what I was really thinking at that moment. And I know in my heart and soul that I was speaking my truth without being manipulative. Because honestly, another night to get out on my own and do something I enjoy with others or by myself would also be quite lovely. So remember, it's all about how we feel in our hearts. And that is why so much of the work I do is surrounded by that emotion work. Because our emotions tell us, inform us which direction to go. My subconscious auto response felt awful, tight, and reactionary. And that was a signal to me that I was protecting myself. And I don't need to do that anymore. I can be open and honest. And my well thought out response, because I took some time to think about how I wanted to respond, to self-regulate, to self-soothe and bring me back to a place of loving compassion, it made me feel light, freeing, and abundant. And that's how I knew it was the right way to go. Now, what I want all of you to do is to start paying attention to when you hide your truth. Start asking yourself why you do that and how you could start being more open and honest. Because the truth is, no pun intended, the truth is this takes practice. It's just like riding a bike. You have to practice being honest and it feeling awful like exposing yourself. But the more you do it, the more you experience that cleansing feeling, that uplifting feeling, it's contagious. (laughs) So in order to help you with this, I want you to go register for this month's Marriage Masterclass right now. Go do it. Go to the show notes, find the link, register, because it is going to help you discover where you are lying and how to start telling the truth. In this month's class, I am going to teach you how to step out of reactivity into love and you will learn how to, one, start to recognize your go-to patterns when your spouse does something that makes you react, as well as starting to recognize your spouse's go-to patterns. We have patterns that we have learned and we have repeated so many times and so does your spouse. And once you start to see their patterns, you start to recognize them and you let them go. You understand that these are patterns they have developed that you do not need to react to, that you can just stay calm and let go. Second thing we're going to learn how to do is understand why you respond the way you do and why it's so hard to react differently why it's so hard to stay calm. Third, we're going to learn how to retrain your subconscious mind to understand that you can handle these situations in a whole new, 
safe way that will feel so self-supporting and diffuse the cycle. The fourth thing that we're going to learn how to do is we're going to learn how to see how your change will bring about change in your spouse. So magical. So in summary, telling the truth helps you become more connected with yourself and it helps you live a life more aligned with your values while it also brings more connection with your partner because you're opening up and sharing who you are and learning how to deal with the other person's reactions in a more mature, calm way. This work allows you and your spouse to become more differentiated, which is the work of growing more intimately close and secure. The link to register again is in the show notes. You will not regret committing one hour to improve your marriage. Let's do this. Have an amazing week, my loves. Keep this month's goal top of mind. We'll check in again next week and happy hugging. Ciao. Thank you for listening to the Awaken You podcast. If you enjoyed listening, then you have to go check out Awaken You, my one-on-one coaching program where we take all of this material and we apply it to your life. We study it and we take it to your next level so that you can awaken you in your marriage. For any questions, comments, or coaching issues you'd like to hear on the podcast, please visit me on my website and together let's awaken you. Mm -hmm.